0: Hello, I'm Cheryl, and this is Sleep Tight Relax, a calming bedtime podcast for the young and young at heart. Our sleep story is about a dragonfly nymph who is shedding her skin and getting ready to live above the water. Everything seems different up there and she is a little bit lonely until one day she sees a snapping turtle she knows. But before we continue with our story, let's start by breathing together. We can practice our deep breathing anytime or anywhere. But before bed, let's first turn down the lights get comfortable, and make sure that everything feels as it should. We are going to do a series of deep, slow breaths. When you breathe in, be sure to slowly breathe through your nose. And when you breathe out, try to push all the air out of your lungs. We often talk about taking belly breaths or filling your belly up like a balloon. If that helps you visualize the kind of breath to take, then please try. You can use whatever works for you. Now, inhale slowly through your nose and count to four in your head filling your lungs with more air with each number. Hold your breath, and count to four in your head. Slowly exhale through your mouth, focusing on getting all the air out of your lungs. Take your time and focus on slow, controlled, deep breaths. Breathe in two, three, four. Hold two, three, four. Breathe out two, three, four. Breathe in two, three, four. Hold two, three, four. Breathe out. Two, three, four. Perfect. You can continue to practice your deep breathing as we continue with the oldest dragonfly nymph. When the oldest dragonfly nymph felt that the wings under her skin were large enough, she said goodbye to her water friends and crawled slowly up the stem of a tall cattail. All the other dragonfly nymphs crowded around her and wished that their wings were almost ready. And the larva talked about the time when they should become nymphs. the oldest nymph, the one who was going away, told them that if they would be good little larvae, and eat a great deal of plain food and take care not to break any of their legs or to hurt either of their short, stiff little feelers, they would someday be fine, great nymphs like her. Then she crawled slowly up the cattail stem, and when she drew the tenth and last joint of her body out of the water, her friends turned to each other and said, she is really gone. They felt so badly about that that they had to eat something at once to keep from crying. The oldest nymph now stopped breathing water and began to breathe air. She waited to look at the pond before she went any farther. She had never seen it from above and it looked very strange to her. It was beautiful and shining and because the sky above it was cloudless, the water was a most wonderful blue. There was no wind stirring so there were no tiny waves to sparkle and send dancing bits of light here and there. It was one of the very hot and still summer days, which dragonflies like best. A sad look came into the nymph's great eyes as she stood there. The pond is beautiful, she said, but when one looks at it from above, it does not seem at all like home. She shook her three-cornered head sadly and rubbed her eyes with her forelegs. She thought she should miss the happy times in the mud with the other children. A beautiful dragonfly landed on the cattail next to hers. She knew it was a special dragonfly because he had black wings folded over his back and there were shimmering green and blue lights all over his body and wings. He was very slender and smaller than her. Good morning, he said. Are you just up? Yes, she said, looking bashfully down at her front feet. She did not know how to behave in the air. It was so different from the water. Couldn't have a finer day, he said. Very glad you've come. Excuse me, there is a friend to whom I must speak. Then he flew away with another dragonfly. Hurry up and get your skin changed, said a voice above her and there was a fine, great fellow floating in the air over her head. I'll tell you a secret when you do. Dragonflies care a great deal for secrets, so she quickly hooked her 12 sharp claws into the cattail stem and unfastened her old skin down the back and wriggled, and twisted and pulled, until she had all her six legs and the upper part of her body out. This made her very tired, and she had to rest for a while. The old skin would only open down for a little way by her shoulders, and it was hard to get out through such a small place. Next, she folded her legs close to her body and bent over backward and swayed this way and that until she had drawn her long, slender body from its outgrown covering. She crawled away from the empty skin and looked it over. It kept the shape of her body but she was surprised to find how fast she was growing slender. Even then, and she had been out only a short time, she was much longer and thinner than she had been, and her old skin looked much too short for her. How styles do change, she said. I remember how proud I was of that skin when I first got it, and now I wouldn't be seen in it. Her beautiful gauzy wings with their dark veins were drying and growing in the sunshine. She was weak now and had them folded over her back like those of the other dragonfly. But as soon as she felt rested and strong, she meant to spread them out flat. The fine, big dragonfly landed beside her. How are your wings? He asked. Almost dry, she answered joyfully, and she shook them a little to show him how handsome they were. Well, he said, I will tell you the secret now, and of course, you will never speak of it. I saw you talking with a beautiful dragonfly earlier. He may be all right. "'but he isn't really in our group, you know, "'and you'd better not have anything to do with him.' "'Thank you,' she said. "'I won't.' "'She thought it was very kind of him to tell her. "'He soon flew away, "'and as she took her first flight into the air, "'a second big dragonfly overtook her. "'I'll tell you a secret,' he said. "'If you will never tell,' I won't, she said. I saw you talking to that beautiful dragonfly a while ago. You may have noticed that he folded his wings over his back. The big dragonflies never do this, and you must never be seen with yours folded that way. Thank you, she said. I won't. But when they were drying, I had to hold them in that way. Of course, he said. We all do things then that we wouldn't do now. Before long, she began laying eggs, lying low enough to touch her body to the water now and then and drop a single egg. This egg always sank at once to the bottom, as she had expected. A third big dragonfly came up to her. I want to tell you something, he said. Put your head close to mine. She put her head close to his and he whispered, I saw you flying with my cousin a few minutes ago. I don't like to say it, but he is not a good friend for you. Whatever you do, don't go with him again, go with me. Thank you she said, yet she began to wonder what was the matter. She saw that just as soon as she had visited with anybody, somebody else told her that she must not do that again. Down in the pond, they had all been friends. She wondered if it could not be the same in the air. She rubbed her head with her right front leg, and frowned as much as she could. You know, she couldn't frown very much because her eyes were so large and close together that there was only a small frowning place left. She turned her head to see if anyone else was coming to tell her a secret. Her neck was very, very slender and did not show much because the back side of her head was hollow and fitted over her shoulders. No other dragonfly was near. Instead, she saw a swallow swooping down on her. She sprang lightly into the air, and the swallow chased her. When he had his beak open to catch her as he flew, she would go backward and sideways, without turning around. This happened many times, and it was good for her that it was so, for the swallow was very hungry, and if he caught her, well, she certainly would never have told any of the secrets she knew. The swallow soon lost his patience and flew away grumbling. I won't waste any more time, he said, on trying to catch somebody who can fly backwards without turning around. What a ridiculous way to fly. The dragonfly thought it was an exceedingly good way, however, and was even more proud of her wings than she had been. Legs are all very well, she said to herself, as far as they go, and one's feet would be of very little use without them. But I like wings better, now that I think of it, she added. I haven't walked a step since I began to fly. I understand better the old saying, make your wings, save your legs. They certainly are very good things to stand on when one doesn't care to fly. Night came, and she was glad to sleep on the underside of a broad leaf of pickerel weed. She woke up feeling lazy. She could not think what was the matter until she heard her friends talking about the weather. Then she knew that dragonflies are certain to feel so on dark and wet days. I don't see what difference that should make, she said. I'm not afraid of rain. I've always been careless about getting my feet wet, and it never hurt me any. Ugh, said one of her friends. You've never been wet in spots or hit on one wing by a great raindrop that has fallen clear down from a cloud. I had a raindrop hit my second right knee once and it has hurt me ever since. I have only five good knees left and I have to be very careful about landing on slippery leaves. It was very dull. Nobody seemed to care about anybody or anything. The fine, big dragonflies who had been so polite to her the day before hardly said good morning to her now. When she asked them questions, they would say nothing but yes or no or I don't know. And one of them yawned in her face. Oh dear, she said, how I wish myself back in the pond where the rain couldn't wet me. I'd like to see my old friend's and some of the dear little larva. I wish more of the nymphs would come up. She looked all around for them, and as she did so, she saw the shining back shell of the snapping turtle showing above the shallow water. I believe I'll call on him, she said. He may tell me something about my old friends. And anyway... It will cheer me up. She landed very carefully on the middle of his back shell and found it very comfortable. Good morning, she said. Have you? No, he snapped. I haven't, and I don't mean to. Dear me, she said. That is too bad. I don't see why, he said. Is there any particular reason why I should? I thought you might have just happened to, she said, and I should like to know how they are. What are you talking about? He snapped. I was going to ask if you had seen the dragonfly children lately, she said. And as she spoke, she made sure that she could not slip. She felt perfectly safe where she was, because she knew that, no matter how angry he might be, he could not reach above the edges of his back shell. Well, why didn't you say so in the first place? He snapped, instead of sitting there and talking nonsense. They are all right. A lot of the nymphs are going into the air today. Now that he had said a few angry things, he began to feel better-natured. You've changed a good deal since the last time I saw you. "'When was that?' she asked. "'It was one day when I came remarkably near "'to sitting down on the lot of you dragonfly children,' he chuckled. "'You were a homely young nymph then, "'and you stuck out your lower lip at me.' "'Oh,' she said, "'then you did see us?' "'Of course I did,' he answered. "'Don't I have eyes? "'I'd have sat down on you too "'if I hadn't wanted to see you scramble away.' The larvae are always full of mischief, but then they are young. You nymphs were old enough to know better. I suppose we were, she said. I didn't think you saw us. Why didn't you tell us? Oh, said the snapping turtle, I thought I'd have a secret. If I can't keep a secret for myself, I know that nobody can keep it for me. Secrets can swim faster than any fish in the pond if you once let them get away from you. I thought I'd better not tell. I might want to sit on you some other time, you know. You will never have the chance, she said with a twinkle in her big eyes. It is my turn to sit on you. And after that, they were very good friends, as long as she sat in the middle of his shell. And that is the end of our story. Sleep tight.